The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. It is Thursday, August 11th, 2022, and it is a heck of a morning live on the MMA Fighting Twitter spaces, shortly thereafter on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. I am Mike Heck. It's nice to be back. I wish I was feeling 100%. I am not, but figured you got to start somewhere. You got to walk before you run, and it's been a, it's been a rough week. But big shout out and thank you to all of you guys who have sent well wishes. And I appreciate that very much. But a lot going on. We obviously didn't have a show on Tuesday. <clears throat> Reason for that is if you guys listen to the post-fight show following UFC Vegas 59 on Saturday, I told you I was feeling like I got hit by a truck and it just happened out of nowhere. All day Saturday was feeling all right. It was a crazy day. So just a, it was just the, the perfect storm, if you will, because I told you the story about getting the Mazadal interview on Thursday and how crazy that all was. And then Friday, I went to the Icon FC4 card in Savannah. It was amazing. It was a good card, good finishes, a lot of good talent. And then Saturday, I, which is also a crazy story, my wife just out of the blue got a phone call from a private school here in this area and they offered her like this full-time teaching position, teaching math and science. It was like literally just out of nowhere. She put in a resume for a part-time job like seven or eight months ago. And then they called her and were like, well, we actually have this like full-time teaching job for you, but school starts in like a week and we need you to say yes now if you want it. 
So basically, <laughs> she said yes. So that Saturday, I just went and like just me and my son went to help my wife like set up her classroom since school freaking starts in like a couple days, and everything was cool. I was like, oh, I need I need this, this, and this. Can you go grab it? So I'm like, okay. So I run down to the car, and this car won't start. And I'm like, what the hell? It's the battery. I can tell it's the battery. I'm like, this is just wonderful. We're stuck, and no one can help us. Luckily, a nice gentleman who works maintenance at the private school saw me all flustered and was like, what is going on here? I told him, drove me to get some jumper cables. We jumped the car. Drove it to a place to try to get a new battery. Everyone's like, yeah, we can help you out, but you might get the car back like Tuesday. I'm like, no, can't have that. That's just not going to work. Uh, ended up going to an auto zone. Guy sold me the battery, installed it for me. It was amazing. Great customer service. It was wonderful. So help her out, pick her back up and go back home, take my kids swimming getting ready for UFC Vegas 59. And we do the people's pre-fight show. And then like 20 minutes after the people's pre-fight show ends, it's like this tornado of awfulness just hits me. I feel, my wife is like, oh, what, like, what does it feel like? I'm like, I feel like I'm two degrees and 200 degrees at the same time. Everything ached. It was just awful. I got through the whole card, did the, did the show. And I knew, I already knew. I already knew what was about to happen. I already knew that I had to go get a test and I knew I was going to test positive for COVID. I just knew it. And sure enough, that's what happened. Like I did the test and the test like laughed at me. I, I just like looking at the test, it tested positive, just staring at it. They didn't even have to do anything. It just tested positive. That's how sick I was. And it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And now I'm just at the point where I'm like, all right, it's been the five days. I'm bored out of my mind. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going back to work. I can't take another day off. I can't sit in this room any longer. I just can't. So here we are. And before I get to the calls, here's what I want to talk about because everyone's been talking about this. Everyone's been talking about it got a lot of interaction, but I want to talk about the contender series because I got to sit back and watch the contender series on Tuesday. Watch the card. It was okay. There's some good finishes. But, of course, the Bo Nickel fight happens, and this was what it was all about, right? We were, we were all waiting for this Bo Nickel fight to happen. I spoke to Bo in Vegas, told me it might be a fight, might be two on the Contender Series. So, like, the result of it shouldn't be that surprising. But he goes out there and just bolts Zach Borrego in a matter of seconds, Made a, didn't even break a sweat. It was, it was easy peasy. Went through this man like butter. It was nothing. Then he doesn't get the contract, and everyone's just kind of up in arms about it. Now, the first thing that I thought was like, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, he told me he might have two contender series fights. It's all good. My issue, and then I tweeted out, if I'm Bellator, like, I'm calling this guy and offering him a floppity jillion dollars because why not? And it was met with, like, mixed reviews. Some people were like, oh, come on, you don't understand what's going on here. Which, hey, I do understand what's going on. At least I thought I did. And, I mean, it turns out, like, we're all right. Like, we all know what's happening. But the logistics of it all, excuse me. Don't need you to hear me coughing. But the logistics of it all just seems really strange. 
And here's why. You have this card. Dana's giving out contracts. And then he's not giving out contracts. Like, Wojcik didn't get one. Clayton Carpenter got one, which I agreed with. I think he's super talented. Eric Silva obviously got one, even though it was, like, one of the biggest mismatches in the history of the show. And then Jamal Pogues gets one, which, like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that these guys and gals are getting opportunities. Like, good for Jamal. He's a UFC fighter and all that stuff. But especially after that whole speech that Dana White gave after the first episode of the show of, like, doesn't matter what you've done in your career. Tuesday night, you need to show up and you need to prove to me that you belong in the UFC. And to me, that performance did not tell me that at all. I didn't think it was that great of a performance. He got the win, but he held back. Like, that was... That was the performance, if it happened on the first season, Dana would have laughed at. He would have been like, no, you're not, no, you're not fighting for my organization. So they offered Jamal Pogues a contract, and then the way it was just like, and then Bo Nickel, yeah, we'll give him another shot on this. What? It just it just looks so weird to me. The 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 look of it all, it just seems so bullshit. And I get it. Like, I understand what's happening here. We all know what's happening. We all know that he is already signed. We know this. We know this. But just the way that it looked to me, I was like, well, is he signed? Because he's certainly not being treated like somebody who's been signed. The the just say it. Like stop with the stop with all the games, dude. Like just stop. We we see right through it. Stop it. Just say, listen, we signed this guy like four months ago. He's a UFC fighter. He's basically on a developmental deal. He's here. We're going to give him another contender series fight. Then we'll put him in the UFC. But we've already signed him, so don't worry about it. Like, he's in. Just say that. What are we, what are we doing? It just looks so weird that Jamal Pogues, who probably shouldn't have gotten a contract, gets one. And then we go to Bo Nickel, who had just the best, who had the best performance of the night, doesn't get one. It was just, it was just so weird. And again, I understand what's happening here. And all these people be like, oh, well, I did this interview with this guy, with Abe Kawa, and he told me that this. I know. I'm not stupid. I know what's happening here. But it just looked bad. It made Bo look silly. Jamal Pogues, you're in. But Bo Nickel, no. You have to fight again. It just, it just seems so silly. But we all know what's happening. It's all semantics here. It's all dumb. Bo's going to fight again. And we understand why, but just, just act like we're not three years old. That's all. Just act like we're not three years old, like we don't know what's happening. And we'd all feel a little bit better about things, wouldn't we? I would. Well, let's get into things. It's harder to talk than I thought it was going to be. So hopefully you guys have lots of questions. Let's go to Tristan. We will begin with you, my man. How are you? Oh, man, I'm sorry that you got COVID. I, I, I was thinking, like, you weren't going to work for the rest of the week and be like, I'll see you next week. So I wasn't really sure what was happening, especially when you missed um, Otno. So glad you're hopefully getting better, road to recovery, and everything's all good. Um, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. I'm just muting myself in case I cough. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'll... The Bo Nickel thing, like you said, the look of it was silly. I'm, I'm listening. Bo Nickel, I'm high on this guy. I, I think he's, he's gonna, 
I have the same feeling about him like I do with Shavkan Rachmanov. He's going to beat a lot of your favorite fighters in that middleweight division. I'm sorry. I'm saying it now. Probably it's a hot take. But I think he's going to beat a lot of your favorite fighters in that division. So that's my take on that. A um, couple of questions, a couple of thoughts here, too. Um, we saw a couple of bookings. So the Aaron Pico's booked. Um, your thoughts about that? Us- Usman Nurmagomedov is booked to fight uh, Pit- uh, Patricia Pitbull for for the title, which was stunning. I was kind of surprised about that that he was going to get it that quick. I thought he was. I thought Usman was going to at least get a, have to get another fight, but here we are. I just want your thoughts on that matchup, and then I also want your thoughts. Um, it looks like it's confirmed by Erin Blanchfield that she'll be fighting Molly McCann. UFC 281 at MSG. So your thoughts on that matchup? And that's about it, Mike. Thanks for everything. Have a heck of a morning. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, a lot to unpack. Um, we'll start again with the, the nickel thing. My, my, favorite, my favorite response to my tweet on Tuesday was, well, he's only 2-0. and Of course they're not going to sign him. What the hell are you talking about? Are you serious? They signed Greg Hardy off the contender series. Yeah, they did the kind of the same thing. They signed Danielle Wolf. Danielle Wolf to a full-on contract after her contender series fight. And it was not a good one. It was a pretty it was a bad performance. She won. It was her pro debut and they like outright signed her. So don't tell me this he's only 2 and 0. Because there's precedent set that way worse fighters with less experience have been signed off that show. That was, like, hilarious to me. Danielle Wolf gets signed, but golly, how dare we even think about signing Bo Nickel after a 2-0 start to his pro career. It was just, whole thing's just dumb. It's just the UFC at times making, trying to treat us like we're children. Like we don't understand what's happening. And just it's just the, the it's just the way it looks. That's all. Um, but yeah, that man is going to be a problem. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. What else? Oh, the Bellator stuff. Yeah. Um, Aaron Pico, Jeremy Kennedy is the perfect fight. Was the it was the fight to do before? I know Kennedy had some things he was dealing with, but this is the perfect fight. Um, I think Aaron's going to win. And it's a, it's a good guy to put him on. It's going to get the hometown rub, so to speak. Gets to be on the car with AJ McKee. It's very cool. Um, yeah, that card's shaping up to be real nice. Usman Nurmagomedov getting the title shot against Patricky Pitbull. Interesting choice. I thought there were a, a bunch of different ways we could go with this, especially now with AJ fighting at 155. But man, Bellator not wasting any time. Tufik Messiah, just curious to see where he ended up in this whole conversation because it seems like, at least in a lot of people's eyes, like Usman was behind multiple people. Not in my eyes. I thought, I tweeted after Usman's big win his last fight that I think Usman could win the title right now and I'm predicting he is, he is going to win the title I think he's going to be Patricky Pitbull I think he's going to win I think he's that good I think this guy's the real deal and I think of like all the there are multiple Nurmagomedov prospects that are really solid 
I think he's the best one. This guy's a problem, and I think he's going to win the title, and I think he's going to be the champion for a long time. I'm very high on this man. And then the Blanchfield, my McCann matchmaking, it's interesting. I'm, it's kind of a head-scratcher, if we're being honest. It's kind of a head-scratcher. But I got to say, here's, here's the thing. Like, the... J.J. Aldrich was looking pretty darn good against Aaron Blanchfield. And Blanchfield ended up coming back, capitalized on a mistake, got the submission. But a lot of people just feel like Molly's just going to get steamrolled here. I don't know if that's the case. I, I, I think it's a good fight. Like, I'm picking Aaron to win, but... But I feel like this is a closer fight than, than a lot of people think it's going to be, so... We'll see. I like it. I, I like the I like the gusto from Molly, and it's a big opportunity. It's actually like it's kind of head scratching in a way where it's just like, huh, we're gonna throw Molly in there with someone like Aaron Blanchfield. Aaron's basically a it's a hometown fight for Aaron because she's from New York and she trains with with that team for, with Frankie Edgar and everybody like that. Just seems like kind of a weird one, but the same token, like. This is this is good matchmaking because it's a win-win. Aaron wins; she gets the big rub against one of the stars of the division, of Molly McCann. If Molly wins, and people understand like how good Aaron Blanchfield actually is, so yeah, interesting piece of business. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's go to Sivaram. Perhaps. Wheel is spinning. Oh, there you are. Are you there? It's awful. It sucks. I don't wish it upon. I don't wish it upon anybody. <laughs> sure, because uh, I got hit by COVID last year, man. It's a, oh, a hell of a month for me to recover. It taken me three months to recover from it. And uh, uh, you should take care of uh, post-COVID implications, Mike. Uh, because there could be a lot of implications uh, attack your health after recovering from COVID. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, coming to the uh, my point is, what do you think of uh, Tony Ferguson going to Jackson Wink? And uh, who you got on uh, uh, this weekend? Uh, is it Chito Vera or uh, Dominic Crunch? That's it, man. And I hope you, 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 you get uh, well soon to your, your health. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Um, still feeling pretty crappy, but I can't, I just can't lay down and like do nothing like anymore. I can't. Um, went outside, walked the dog this morning. Like it just felt good to like be outside. It's just, man, I just can't sit around. I just can't. I, I go stir crazy. Uh, but thank you. Tony, I mean, listen, here's the thing. Tony Ferguson is not like a full-time Jackson Wink fighter. He's still kind of bouncing around, checking out like what works out. I know he's basically just trying things out, and it's a good place to start. Um, I mean, Brandon Gibson's always – I think Brandon Gibson's a great coach. I think they're all great coaches. Uh, it's a good place to start. I'm sure he's going to check out other places as well. Um. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know if he's going to stay there or end up there, but we'll see what happens. Um, as far as this weekend goes, I love the fight between um, Cheeto Vera and Dominic Cruz. Cheeto's been on a tear. Dominic is just such an interesting cat. I feel like, just based on what I've seen, I, I feel like a lot of people just feel like, oh, these guys just need to show up and Cheeto Vera is going to win. I don't know, man. Like, I think Dominic Cruz is being slept on in a big way here. I think Cheeto Vera is great. I think he looks sensational. He just, um, I don't know. I just feel like Dominic's just being completely overlooked here. So we'll see how the fight plays out. I think Dominic's got a real good chance to win, especially if he gets off to a real good start. If he lets Vera get off early, it's going to be a long night for him. But I think it all comes down to Dominic Cruz just doing Dominic Cruz-like things. Getting off to a quick start, getting out to a lead, not letting anything crazy happen, and he's just got to avoid a big he's just got to avoid the big shots. If it's just like a stick and move type of scenario, he's got a chance to win. But if he goes in there trying to brawl Cheeto Vera, it could be a really rough night for him. So I don't have an official pick yet. A lot of people just like 
just screaming that this is going to be an easy win for Cheeto Vera. I just don't think it's going to be. I think it's a. It's, I think it's a much closer fight. Let me see what the. Let me see what the betting lines are right now for this one. Uh, where are we here? Minus two thirty. So Cruz is almost a two to one dog. I think there's value there. I definitely think there's value there. But Cruz is really good. It's a great fight. It's an excellent main event. Excellent main event. Let's go to Drake. Drake, are you there? Make sure you unmute. There you go. Hey, Mike. How's it going? All right, my man. Uh, so I just was kind of curious on your take of the super pay-per-view PFL proposal between Kayla Harrison and Chris Cyborg. Um, I'm personally not interested in it at all. Um, I wanted to see if you'd think if they'd fight at 145 or maybe a catchweight situation or 155. Uh, I don't really see what they'd be fighting for. Uh, that's all. Thanks. Yeah, it's – I don't know, man. I don't know. The whole thing's just so confusing because, like, because it seems to, like, here's what it seems like to me. It's like Cyborg is quote unquote a free agent, but I don't think she is like a full on free agent. I think she's kind of like a, a restricted free agent where she's still probably tied up at least for a little while. Like, she can't just go and sign with somebody. Like, I think they probably gave her, Bellator probably like gave her permission to box. Um, they were probably like, yeah, go ahead. No problem. But I don't think they could I don't think she could just go sign with the UFC or sign with PFL like right now. I don't I don't think she could. And if I'm cyborg, like why would I even leave Bellator? Like why would I even leave Bellator? What's what's the point? You're getting paid really good money. You're gonna be you're treated she will not be treated better anywhere else than she will be with Bellator. She got treated like shit in the UFC. She'd probably be treated like she wouldn't be treated like shit in PFL, but she wouldn't be treated as well as Kayla would be will be treated in the PFL. So like if it and she's doesn't have I mean basically Cyborg's at a pretty cool gig right now. She gets to go box if she wants to. She gets to make lots of money to defend her title against better competition than Kayla's fighting, but still not tremendous competition. I mean, it's a pretty good gig. It's a pretty good gig. And I honestly think that, like, if the PFL actually got on the phone and, like, called Coker and, like, tried to work out a deal to put this fight together, I think, I think they could do it. But I'll tell you, I'm telling you right now, and Chris has said it herself, and I've talked to Scott Coker about this, the PFL has never once – not once picked up the phone to call them to try to put this fight together. Not one time. And if they did, no, I mean, then Bellator's lying. And Cyborg's lying. And Coker's lying. But that's all they've said from, from the get-go. That's all Scott Coker has said from the beginning. Pick up the phone, and we will try to have a conversation in making this fight happen. But no, everything is being done on social media. It's kind of unprofessional. Everything's being done on the media. It's not being done like business is supposed to be done. And I blame the PFL for this. 
We've heard both sides. We've seen how Don Davis has been. We've seen how the PFL goes out there and they kind of talk trash and they kind of put people down and they, it's, it's, I don't like the way they're handling it. It's, it's, if this fight doesn't happen, it's completely on the PFL in my opinion, just because of how they're handling the entire thing. I mean, I've talked, like I've said, I've, I've talked to Scott. We've put out graphics. We put out videos. We put out everything. We put out articles about it. And what they're saying is pick up the friggin' phone and we'll try to put this thing together. But if you're going to sit there and talk about your shit on social media, like, what, 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 do, you, what do you think we're going to do? Just be like, oh, please put this fight together. We would love to come work with you guys. Pick up the phone, set up a meeting, and maybe this fight will happen. But the problem is, I don't think anybody's going to buy it. Like, I think some people will. Like, I think those who, this probably does less than 200,000 pay-per-view buys. Like, wait, I, I, like, if it does 200, I'd be stunned. It's a cool fight, but like, now what? Like, then what do you do? I, just, I don't know. This whole pay-per-view model that they're trying to put together, I don't get it. And I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the finals here because there's talks about maybe doing pay-per-view for the PFL finals. And if that's the case, eesh, please don't do that. Please, for the love of God, don't do that. Just do what you're doing. Pace the product nicely. And I think you're going to be okay. Don't try to do too much. Excuse me. Julio, are you there? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. So, for Bo Nickel, is it actually is it a thing that he is signed? Because I'm assuming other promotions were like salivate, salivating, realizing that Dana didn't sign him. That's my first question. And then second, I'm assuming Patty's going to be on the same card as Molly, just because they 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 made her fight official because. From what I see, the one has been who has been riding Patty's wave the hardest is, is Molly because every time he gets on the camera, she's there. Every time he wins, she runs into the into the cage, and and you could tell like she she needs to ride his wave. Like Patty doesn't need Molly to be there, but but she's always riding his wave, and I'm 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 just saying that's probably why she got the most you know attention. So I'm I'm assuming Patty's going to be on that card. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very possible. I would be I'd be stunned if he's not. I know they both have been at least Patty that I remember was kind of hesitant to fight at MSG because of the taxes and all that stuff. But I'd be stunned if uh, I'd be stunned if Patty's not on that card. And the Bo Nickel thing, of course, Bo Nickel signed. He has to be. He has to be. Otherwise, none of this makes sense. None of this makes sense if he's not signed. And they should sign him. They should have. That was the thing to do. But just like, just don't treat us like we're idiots. Just say we, we signed him already. This is his developmental deal. Just say that. We're not, stu like, we're not stupid. Just say it. It was just, for me, to like that tweet got a lot of attention where I was just like, if I'm Scott Coker, I'm picking up the vote. It just looked so strange that Jamal Pogues gets the contract and Dana had to like really fight for those words to come out of his mouth. And then he's like, and now let's go to Bo Nickel. We're going to give him another shot here. What? 
what? It's just so silly. And if Pogues does, and here's the thing, if Pogues doesn't get the contract, I don't know if we're having this conversation. Seriously. Because that was what it was like to me. I'm like, we're going to give this guy a, co- a contract who, God bless him. That post-fight interview, the, the emotion that came out of him, fantastic. Like, clearly that win meant a lot to him. But at the same time, like the performance was not a contender. It was not a contract-worthy performance. It was not. It wasn't. If that performance happened on the first fight week, Dana would have freaked out. And he would have not gotten the contract. He wouldn't have. So to go from that and then to the Bo Nickel thing, that's why it was like a little strange. And maybe I was just a little delirious from being sick or whatever. But that was like my first thought. I'm like, okay, maybe this guy isn't signed. And then you think about it and you hear Dana in the post fight and just having conversations with people. He's clearly signed. It just was such a weird look. Just be honest and tell just tell us that he signed that you, that you signed him. Like no one's gonna blame you. No one's gonna be like, oh man, the the, the UFC, what a bunch of jokers. They signed this guy, but then they're putting him on the contender series. They could be giving this spot to somebody else. No one would have said that. They would have been like, I get it. We're we're slow rolling him a little bit, putting him on the contender series. Because guess what? The contender series is a promotion. It's its own promotion. DWCS is an actual promotion. It's like your minor league system in a way. Like, who cares? Who cares? No one would have cared. But, oh well. Let's go to Omer. Omer, how are you? You got to unmute, Omer. I don't hear you. All right, try again, my man. Let's go to Victor. Victor, are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so this is regarding uh, the upcoming event with uh, Cheeto Vera and with uh, Dom Cruz. Besides the main event, do you really feel like there's any other watchable fights on the pay-per-view? For it being a pay-per-view? It's not a pay-per-view. Oh, it's not a pay-per-view? Nah, it's a regular fight night card. Oh, okay, because um, I swear last time I, I seen it, I, I thought it was advertised as a pay-per-view. And um, if it was a pay-per-view, it would have been one of the worst pay-per-views ever. Yeah, this is not a pay-per-view. This is just uh, this is just in a this is just outside of the apex, but it's it's in a crowd uh, in San Diego, but it's not a pay-per-view. It's a regular fight night card. Right, right. Okay. Um, I have a. Um, All right. Uh, have a good day, man. Okay. All right. Um, watchable fights. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, co-main. I mean, this is not a co-main event, but. <clears throat> This is what we call a second-to-last fight, but it's a good one. David Onama, Nate Landwehr, um, Gerald Mearshaw, Bruno Silva's fun. Angela Hill, Lupi Godinez is fun. Nina Nunes, Cynthia Calvillo. Ode Osborne, Tyson Nam's going to be a banger. I mean, on paper, it's better than last week's card. It's better than last week's card, in my opinion. 
Well, yeah, that's that's close. Yeah, I'll still say it's better because last week's car was like main event, co-main event, and that was really it. Um, this you can kind of like sprinkle in some stuff. And again, we we talked about this on the post fight show. For those who are just like, you owe this card an apology. We don't owe. We didn't owe that card an apology. It was good. It was good. It overexceeded expectations, but on paper, it was not a great card. And just because like you go out there and get all finishes does not make it like a great card. It just made it a fight with all finishes. And it's fun when that happens. And sometimes you get some sometimes you get some highlight reels, but not all finishes are created equal, if that makes sense. I don't know. It was fine. We enjoyed it. We try to find positivity as much as we can, and that went over delivered. We'll see if this one does as well. Omer, do we have you? Make sure you're on mute. Hello? Omer, are you there? Yeah. There we go. Gotcha. Hey, sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened last time. It's all good. Hey, Mike. Uh, I've been uh, listening to you for a little while now. I was wondering if there's like a, I know this might not be completely related to the topic at hand, but is there anything um, that MMA fighting has like related to internships for journalism or PR work or anything like that? Um, not that I know of. I mean, maybe, maybe there is, but I have no, I have no idea. Do you know who I'd contact to find something like that out? Um, all I could say is like, if there's stuff available, um, it'd be on the like Vox website. That's all I know. V-O-X. They don't really tell us much. VOX. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then also, um, about, I'm a, I have a question about, um, the Gerald Mearshard and Bruno Silva fight. Do you think there's any way that Gerald will, eke out a decision if he doesn't take him down because I think if he tries to stand with Bruno it's going to be a pretty quick night for him maybe listen I, G- Gerald Mearshart Gerald Mearshart's a dog man that guy is a dog he's been doing this thing a long time this is what fight number 50 I believe let me just check yep this will be the 50th pro fight for Gerald Mearshart guy's got records all over the place uh, and he could submit Bruno Silva. He could definitely submit Bruno Silva. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would, uh, I would strongly suggest that he doesn't uh, have a stand-up battle with Mister Silva. But GM three is GM three's real good. He's real good. So, yeah, I, lo- I like this fight a lot. It's very interesting. If he stands with Bruno, it's going to be a rough one. But I'm sure he's well aware of that. And if it gets to the ground, it's going to be real interesting. Like the matchup. Let's go to Vinny. Vinny, hello. Are you there? Let's make sure you're on mute. Vinny. I'm here. I'm sorry about that. I didn't know you called my name. There we go. I didn't know you called my name. Hey, I have a quick question. So you think Dominic Cruz is really going to beat Chito Vera? I mean, Dominic Cruz is a dog, and he can fight. Cheeto Vera is a dog, but he doesn't fight anybody really, except for Shane O'Malley. 
but I'm uh, Shane O'Malley got hurt on that on that fight, so I don't know. I'm looking for answers here. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that at all. I think Cruz is being completely overlooked here. I will say that. Um, like, if you have, if I have to make a pick right now, I'm picking Vera, but Cruz is Cruz is live, man. Cruz is live. Like, I wouldn't, like, the Song Yudong fight, a lot of people felt that Cheetah won that fight. Um, and that one's kind of aged pretty well, considering the wins that Song Yudong has put together since then. Jose Aldo? I think that's a worthy name to be uh, on the resume. Frankie Edgar is a worthy name to be on the resume. Rob Font is a worthy name to be on the resume. So, yeah, man, I think uh, I think you're kind of downplaying the resume of Marlon Vera. And I think as long as like it's this seems like so simple, but if Cruz can keep this thing, if Cruz can not just if Cruz can avoid just getting dropped, if Cruz can avoid what what happened with Rob Font, I think he's got a chance to win this fight. It seems just so obvious, but I think if we're talking about like if we're going like volume for volume, I think both guys could throw a ton of it. I think Cruz could probably throw a little bit more, could be a little more elusive. But Vera's got that. Vera could change things with that power. I mean, just go look at the numbers of the Rob Font fight. Font was just Font was landing a lot of stuff, but Vera just needed one. Vera just needed one in each round. Anything else you want to add to that, Vinny? Vinny? All right, we will move ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're going to move ahead to, to Viking MMA. We used to be friends, and now I guess we're not that, that friendly anymore, Viking MMA. I don't know what happened with us, but uh, I guess it's nice to see you back. What's going on? You got to unmute, my man. All right, I tried to bring you in. Don't say I didn't try. Emilio. Yep. Are you there? Mike. There you go. 
Yo. Hey, first of all, uh, well, happy to be back. Uh, and second of all, I hope that you're doing good and I wish you a speedy recovery. COVID sucks. Uh, but yeah, you already know that. Everybody knows that. Uh, yeah, so. It sucks. <laughs> so, um, I got a couple. So, first of all, Vinny, the disrespect on Cheeto Vera is out of this world, man. I mean, I know that he, like, he fought Jose Aldo. I know that he lost, but he didn't completely get styled on by Aldo, at least not what I remember. Disrespect on Rob Font will also not be tolerated. And obviously, you mentioned Sean O'Malley, the Sean O'Malley win. I don't know, man. I think I think Cheeto is, I, th I think Cheeto's the real deal. I don't think it's going to be an easy fight against, uh, against Cruz, not by a long shot. He's just that type of fighter that even though he's way past his prime and he does more commentating than fighting these days, he can still be a really bad stylistic matchup with his crazy footwork. So I'm excited for that one. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Um, at least, you know, people who favor Cheeto, uh, generally speaking. Uh, yeah, but I just... Uh, so that's the first thing that I wanted to say. The second one... It's got uh, to do with <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a couple of cards late, I guess you could say. But I just wanted to say because I remember like a month and a half ago, something like that. I came on this show and I I talked a lot of shit uh, about James Krause, the James Krause. But hey, I'm Mexican and that uh, Brandon Moreno win meant the world to me meant the world to a whole country and so i i will come on this show and i will publicly apologize and i will take back everything that i said because brendan looked freaking good and uh and a lot of it i think is also due to uh, due to james kraus so uh sorry about that james um if you're listening probably not but you never know um and lastly I wanted to ask you something about um, that same card as well. What was it? UFC 277 or 278. Um, and specifically, you guys were talking in the post-fight show about some tweets that uh, Megan Anderson made concerning the event and concerning James uh, you know, acting as coach for Brandon. But I went on Twitter, on her Twitter, and I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find on the Twitter sphere, like, anything at all about this. So I just wanted to, you know, ask you, like, what exactly did she tweet? What was the, like, what was she making a fuzz about? Um, yeah, because I can't find any info, not only on Twitter, but online in general. So, yeah, uh, that's it, Mike. Thanks so much uh, for everything that you do. Like I said before, I wish you a speedy recovery and uh, have a heck of a morning. Thanks, man. Yeah, so basically she said, and I, I, I don't know, I haven't really sought it out since, but um, someone threw it in our Slack channel. But it was basically um, saying something to, this, something to the respect of uh, hopefully Brandon gets more than one pad session like per week or something. I don't know. It was, it was something to that effect. I don't remember what it was. Cause it's been a while now. It's been a few weeks, but um, yeah, Megan tweeted out like some basic shots at 
Um, she basically said, like, she was talking about, like, her preparation for the fight with Amanda Nunes for the title, and apparently she didn't get enough work or one-on-one attention, or but basically it was, like, hopefully got Brandon got more attention than I got, essentially. Um, but it was in more of a more of a nudgy kind of a way. Um, and then the James Krause thing, good for you. Good for you. That was very nice. Very nice. I was, I remember being so stunned hearing that rant uh, a couple months back, but yeah. All right, let's try getting Viking MMA back in here. Let's see. We're trying, man. We're trying. There he is. My friend, Viking, are you there? Yes, sir. Welcome back. I thought you hated me. Absolutely not. Even, you know, I'm just here just because my girlfriend told me last night that my got ill and he's not feeling well. So I'm here to wish you very good health, man. Thank you. Thank you. And I have a question about... You know what they say about money fights. I mean, why sometimes fighters choose to do money fights instead of fighting for the title? And, you know, what if they get the belt and then they will earn more? I mean, the brands and sponsorships and all the other stuff. I mean, how much they get in the money fights or you could say Conor McGregor fight? What's the give or take figure? That's my question, and have a good and healthy life, mate. Thank you, buddy. Viking MMA back on the show. Love to hear it. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I mean, it's it's a strange thing. Everyone wants to make as much money as possible, especially in fighting, especially in like contact sports. You only get that window's only open for so long. And the window only opens so wide. So you got to try to cash in as much as you can. And it's tough. It's tough. I mean, everybody wants to get things done as quickly as possible. That's the way it is. Like even health plans and stuff like that, like weight loss and, you know, getting in shape. Like if you see two ads where it's like, hey, realistically, if you follow this plan over the next 18 months, you're going to look really good if you follow this to a T and then you turn the page and it's like, Hey, if you take these pills, you could lose 10 pounds in like two weeks. You're going to be like, Oh, two weeks. That's pretty cool. I'm going to try to do that. Even though realistically there's like very little chance that happens, but that's just the the way that it goes. Right. You want to get as much money as quickly as possible. And Sometimes that means getting to the belt. Sometimes that means doesn't. Sometimes it means getting the star rub. And sometimes it does. Like if you get the chance to fight Conor McGregor or fight for the title, most people are going to pick the Conor fight because that's just guaranteed money. It's just moolah, baby. And Conor provides it. That's why Dustin Poirier could have fought Oliveira or Michael Chandler for the vacant title back in May of last year, and he chose the Connor fight, which I don't blame him. He should have taken the Connor fight. Ended up getting the title fight anyways. So he got to have his cake and eat it too. Fortunately, cake wasn't as delicious the second time around because Charles won that fight. But just the era that we're in, man, got to try to make that money. 
And as you know, as we've been talking about for years, it's not easy to make a lot of money as a fighter right now. It just isn't. All right, we'll take a few more because I just don't know how much more I can I can speak for. I'm trying, but I'm muting a lot. And you, good thing because you don't want to hear what's happening over here. Toke. What's up, buddy? Hello. Watched the MMA hour yesterday and was excited to see that Chris Cyborg was on. So I was like, okay, we're going to get some exciting MMA news. And we were not. Uh, instead, we um, we got the news that she's going to box, which is fine. And she's going to box a woman who has lost her last nine, I believe, last nine fights, uh, if I remember correctly. And uh, what is her end goal here? Is that to fight Katie Taylor in some sort of weird matchup? Or, yeah, what's her end goal? And, uh, and I also want to say... I apparently, I feel like I'm one of the only one in the world who has avoided COVID for two years. So I'm sorry to hear that you're, you're going through this, man. So, yeah, uh, good recovery to you. And uh, I hope you have a good day. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been to like multiple events. I went to, <clears throat> I went to, I remember I got, went to going to BKFC in Tampa last summer and like all the fighters on the card got covid and I somehow didn't. Um, went to the Jake Paul Woodley 2 card in Tampa. A lot of people got COVID. I didn't. Went to International Fight Week. No COVID there. And then just randomly I get COVID. I don't know. It's a stupid thing. Stupid infection. Stupid virus. It's dumb. And I hate it. And feeling like this stinks because... My job is like speaking and talking, and I can't even do that, and it drives me friggin' crazy. Um, but yeah, that, I, I don't know. I don't know about this side. But like, she wants to go box. It's something she's wanted to do for a while, so I guess like good for her. And someone said yes to it, so yeah, I mean, awesome. But like, I don't think anyone's going to go out of their way to watch it. I'm not. Like, I'm glad she's happy and. Like, I'll surely be Googling who won, but it's just – I will say this. I am glad she's not fighting Katie Taylor now because that makes absolutely no sense. So maybe this – I don't know what the end game is. I have no idea. But I would like – I mean, I feel like we're going to have to see that Kayla fight at some point, but go do your bo – go box, do your thing, and then we'll see what happens. But this is what she's wanted to do for a while – Good on her for getting what she wants. I don't know how much interest is going to be there um, once the fight actually happens. But good on her. If this is what she wants to do, then I'm happy for her. Beal, are you there? All right. Not bad. Uh, so I was on Twitter this morning before heck of a morning started and i seen a bunch of uh comments that islam makachev made on the dcrc show and he's saying stuff like the fact that uh charles called for the mcgregor fight was embarrassing and now he's got me all fired up the disrespect charles Oliveira has had one of the strongest schedules of fights 
that anybody has had. Um, and like, you know, what's embarrassing is that Islam Makachev, I believe he said some things that uh, he doesn't think women should fight in MMA. And, you know, I just I just can't have that. Um, sorry, Mike, I'm a little fired up this morning. Hope you have a good one. Hope you feel better. Take it easy. Thanks, buddy. All right. I, li- I like it. Hey, listen, is- Islam Islam is uh, Islam's becoming a pretty entertaining guy. Going out there and, and saying all these things. Now, there are some things that he's right about, and there's some things that he's wrong about, but <clears throat> I don't have an issue with I, I don't have an issue with the Connor thing. I don't. Everybody wants that fight. Oliver's done lots of favors. He's going to Abu Dhabi for this fight. And like I've said before, if this happens in Abu Dhabi, that means McGregor is in play. And I really think he is he is in play. Not for Islam. I think he's in play for for Oliveira. Oliveira wins. That fight probably happens. At least I at least that's what I think. Um and now they have a card in Brazil coming up in January. I don't know if McGregor will fight him in January in Brazil, but I don't know. There's lots there, there's options there for, for Oliveira. Who cares who he wants to fight? Who cares? Go make that bag, son. Go make that bag. Let's go to Kefe. Kefe, are you there? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. I feel I oh, feel good. your pain, brother. I am actively uh, gonna get teeth pulled here in the next couple hours. So, oh uh, no. Here's here's my thing for today. Uh, if Marlon beats, um. Jesus, I can't think. If Marlon wins this weekend yep. and Sean O'Malley wins, do they fight? And from there, is that a number one contender fight? Because I'm hearing people say if Sean wins this, he gets a title shot. And I don't know if I buy it. That's all I got. Happy birthday, AK. Feel better. Uh, I think there's a very strong possibility of that. That's probably the direction I would go. Because you'd have to think, at least at this point, if Jose Aldo beats Marab next weekend, he's fighting for the belt. And he should. He should. If he, if Aldo beats Marab, and then Sean O'Malley beats Jan, and Sean O'Malley gets the title shot over, over Aldo, I'll be pissed. I'll be pretty pissed off. Because to me, Aldo should have got the shot over Dillashaw anyways. Um, so, yeah. I mean... Th- just do five rounds, O'Malley versus Vera in front of a crowd on a fight night card, like one of those travel fight night cards. I think that's perfect. Winner gets a title shot. I think that makes perfect sense. Now, if Marab wins and Aljo wins, we have a different conversation. Maybe O'Malley gets in there. But I don't know. A lot has to happen. We this kind of a wait and see, but that's where we're at. All right, let's go to Brian. Brian, are you there? What's up, Mike? Welcome back. How we doing? Thank All you. right. So as usual, I'm going to talk about Boston real quick because I looked up the TD okay. Garden schedule, and uh, it seems like there's an open slot on that Saturday for October 29. I don't know if you had any uh, updates about that. And then uh, 
quick question this off off the rails. You have three brothers, right? Yes. All right. So one of your brother's name is Brian. Yes. All right. So my brother, I got three brothers. I'm Brian. My oldest brother's Mike. What are your other two brothers' names? Because mine are Kevin and Barry. That would have been hilarious if uh, there were. So uh, it's all B's. Uh, Billy, Bobby, Brian. Those are the brothers. And then there's me. I got the namesake. I got the patriarch. The patriarch name. I'm the junior. So, yeah. Billy's the oldest. Bobby's older than me. Brian's younger than me. We're all, like, shaped and built and all act differently. I'd say, like, me and Brian are the most alike. Um, but we're all... I don't know. We're all together and beverages are slung. It is a good time being around the hacks. I can tell you that we are, uh, we are a good time. Like if there's a family wedding going on, it's, it's a good time. We're crushing it. We're out there crushing it. Life of the party. Definitely the life of the party. It's fun. It's fun being a heck. We are a bunch of weird Boston Irish folk. And then as far as October 29th, I would say probably not for Boston. I would say next I would say next year. Let me just kind of take a gander real quick. Um, yeah, I think I think I think they'll probably just go back to the Apex on the 29th. Cuz they're going to be they're going to be in Abu Dhabi the week before. And who knows? Like maybe they'll travel again. I don't think they will. I think they'll just go back to the Apex. They'll do like back-to-back Apex cards, and then they'll do uh, then they'll do MSG in a couple weeks. So a couple weeks after that, Boston. I don't think maybe next year. That's what I'm hoping for. All right, let's go to Alexi. Alexi, are you there? Make sure you unmute. Yeah, it was good. There we go. I got you. What's up? That was first time listener, by the way. Oh, thanks. Okay. All right. So, the fight card that's happening this weekend. Uh, Cheeto had like a slow start in this fight against. I forget who it was. The last. Oh, fine. Yeah. Uh, you think it's gonna turn out differently once the bell rings? That's the question, man. Um. I mean, Cruz comes out pretty pretty quick, tries to establish himself. I think it's going to be a good fight, like a good methodical technical fight. And just the, the talk that everyone just feels like Cruz is going to get just run over here. I, I mean, maybe it happens. Maybe that's what happens. But Cruz is a very elusive guy. I'm sure he's been studying Vera for a while. And... It'll be interesting, like if Vera, if if Cruz can avoid the big shot <clears throat> and just stay on his feet in these rounds, it's gotta be real close. Like we could be going to Splitty City. But I think I, I'm really interested to see how it works out. The footwork of Cruz, the intelligence of Cruz, and then just the absolute dog in Cheeto Vera. It's it's gonna be a good fight. I love this. I love it. Love the main event. All right, we'll take two more, and I got to get out of here.
Let's go to Money in the Bank. All right. What's up, man? And uh, two things I want to talk about. Um, uh, the first is uh, I'm in complete agreement with you on the Dominic Cruz uh, verify. I think people are actually giving no credit to Dominic in regards to um, the way stylistically this fight may play out. Um, his footwork is something that Vera hasn't seen yet. And if Dom happens to bag two, uh, two, the first two rounds, which Chios typically is a, you know, a slower starter, he would possibly win a third round. So I'm actually putting my money personally on Dominic Cruz. Um, and secondly, the le- the next fight I wanted to talk about was um, I'm excited to see this uh, this girl uh, Yasmin uh, Jaregi. I've actually watched a bunch of her fights, and I'm really impressed by her boxing. I mean, she's got like that typical Mexican Mexican boxing style for a female. And I'm trying to get your um, you know, your takes on on you know what she might be be able to do with the strawweight division in the UFC. Yeah, man, another uh, another nice addition. Yeah, she's she. And she doesn't go out there. She doesn't go out there and go to decision very often. She goes out there and just gets girls out of there real quick. Uh, Yasmin Uruguay. I'm trying to look like yeah. She, I mean, she's ranked highly. And she's she's strong. Like two first round, last first round finishes and three of her last four. A lot of fights for Kombate Global. Uh, she's. She's a killer. So I'm excited to see her fight. I'm excited to see her in there. And let's see what she can do against uh, a Yasmin Lucindo, who I have to admit I'm not as familiar with, but I'm just looking at her, at her thing. Seven wins in a row. Another finisher. So should be a fun fight. But I would say more of the... Uh, more of the upside. And wow, Yasmin's only 20 years. Yasmin uh, Lucinda is only 20 years old. So I'm intrigued. I have to dig a little deeper into that one. All right, last one, I'll go to Esteban, and I got to get out of here. Esteban. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing all right. First of all, before I get to my question, I want to say you just talked about Splitty City. You said the other day, Mohammed Mukhaev is green, but his green will turn to gold. And then you talked about um, if you want to hold your breath for a DC comeback, I would let that breath out. So what I want to say to you, Mike, is get merch, get shirts, tote bags with all these great lines. You will make money, good sir. License to print money, Mike. License to print money. Now, um, what I wanted to talk about is, uh, I don't know if you saw this, I'm pretty sure you did, uh, Dominic Cruz in his uh, pre-fight press conference, I think it was a few days ago, he talked about DC and him being a golden fluffer. Whatever you want to hear, he will say, he'll make you believe whatever you want, he'll make you love him, and I got really pissed off by that, because it seems like, I know Dominic Cruz is always talking about all this, you know, he's always talking trash to other people and stuff. And that's, you know, the Dominic we know and love. But at the same time, you know, he's actively antagonizing his coworkers. And why would you do that if you're in the booth with these guys that you're talking trash to? And somebody on Twitter said, oh, he just wants DC's job in the main booth with Rogan and, and, and Bisping. But, or Annex, sorry. But, I mean, I just, I don't know why he would say that. And I know DC came out and said, don't get it twisted. He's my friend, yada, yada, yada. But, I wanted to hear your take on that because I got really pissed off by hearing that. And I uh, hope you feel better, Mike. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I mean, listen, Cruz, <coughs> excuse me, Cruz is, uh, 
Cruz is who he is. He is unapologetically Dominic Cruz. He was asked about it. And that was the the response he came up with. I, I didn't love it. Wasn't a huge fan of it. But he doesn't give a shit what I think or anybody else thinks. Um, who knows? Maybe he cleared it with DC ahead of time. Because I'm sure Cruz knew he was going to be asked about it. I'm sure he's going to think he's going to be asked about it for the rest of his career for a long time. So, yeah, I didn't love it, but I think Cruz is actually a really good commentator. I actually enjoy him very much. Um, was it him? The the combination of it was either, I think it was, might have been Anna Cruz and Felder did a fight night card not too long ago, and I thought that was an excellent combination. But I'm trying to remember. Cruz, I, I think Cruz adds a lot to it. They're all different in their own way. Um, and Cruz is just one of those guys. Yeah, I didn't love it, but that's just that's that's Cruz, man. You know what? I lied. I, I can't I can't leave my man A hanging here. So we'll go to him and then we'll get out of here. A, how are you? Hey, what's up? So what's up, man? I wanted to know what your thoughts were on the bout order, especially regarding the women's fights, because we have the two Yasmins who are fighting for the first time in the UFC. We have Ariane Lipsky and Priscilla Kashwira who aren't ranked. And then the two other women bouts, they are ranked fighters. Angela Hale's ranked, Nina Nunes and Cynthia Covidio. What's going on there? Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird lineup. I, I, I'm trying to sit. Let me see what the actual... Um, See what the actual lineup looks like on the UFC website right now. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty much the same. Angel Hill Loopy is the featured prelim. Okay. Calvillo uh, Nunez is early on the prelims. I mean, it's probably just a mix of getting people in the building and. I don't know. But we got a couple of debuters in the featured spot. I'm sure Hill and Godinez aren't upset about it. I'm sure Calvillo and Nunes aren't upset about it because it gets them out of there. Gets them out of there for the night a little quicker. But not the way I would have put it together. But that's just me. I will say this. I am happy that we're back to like normal start times. Uh, for these fight night cards, main card at 7 p.m. Eastern. One, two, three, four, five. Still a six fight main card, which I, I'm not a fan of. And then prelims are at 4 p.m. Eastern, which is, I mean, listen, it's not a bad card. It's not a bad card. Could be laid out a little better, but it's not too bad. But all right, I got to get out of here. My voice is toast. Uh, we're not going to do a live BTL today just because. Um, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> um, and then, so me and, me and Jed are just going to do like one of our roundtable BTLs. We're just going to hit record and go. Uh, I'll just go for as long as I can. Um, and then hopefully tomorrow, we'll like, I'll be back here tomorrow. We'll, do, we'll try this again. Uh, and hopefully I'll be around for like the preview show and stuff like that. If not, someone else can handle it. And that's totally okay by me. Uh, but thank you all for listening. I wanted to give it a shot and see if my voice can hold up. 
I'd say probably was like a six out of 10. And, uh, but I appreciate all the callers. I appreciate all the well wishes. I appreciate all the kind words. And uh, hopefully over the next few days, I will continue to get better and we'll be back to normal in no time. But until tomorrow, everybody, I am Mike Heck. Have a great rest of the day. And as always, have a heck of a morning, everybody. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise Flagship Fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise Flagship Fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com Flagship. This is a paid advertisement.